Blog Talk Radio. And 
NFL Network and every sports channel you could find on TV. Everybody's got an opinion about this and that. And they they narrate the, the Super Bowl down to the damn shoelaces. <laughs> you know, do you think that with two days left before the game, can we just, like, not even hear about that shit and just prepare for the game? What do you think? Uh, I got an answer for that one. And that answer is no. They're going to beat that thing. And no, I know what they're going to do. I'm asking, are you tired of hearing about Oh, absolutely. I'm tired of hearing it. But I'm saying I know they're not going to shut up. But, yeah, I'm tired of hearing it. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it so much if they actually had something new to say. Yeah. But they're still talking about Tom Brady retiring. I'm like, come on, y'all. That was already done. Then they go into speculation about who's going to retire or who's going to go to another team, yeah. what this coach said or did. I'm like, y'all are just looking for something. To Where's Aaron Rodgers playing next year? Who cares? Wait until he makes a decision, then talk about it. So, yeah, my answer is yes, I'm tired of hearing them talk about nothing. What do you say, Carol? <laughs> uh, as, as I always say, 50 50. <laughs> well, are I you serious? Yeah, I do enjoy the coverage of the um, halftime. You know, what they talked about, my, my girl's in it, so hey, I'm good to go. They had an excellent press conference the other night. She just dropped her uh, album tonight, so I mean, she got a lot going on. All of them do. So I like the halftime stuff, but like you said, it, 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 give us something new as far as what's going on with the Super Bowl. Um, now, CBS, they did a pretty good segment because they kind of went back and forth um, talking about Los Angeles, and then uh, one one of the other reporters was talking about Cincinnati. So each, like, city had some different good things, you know, to say about it. Now, that was an enjoyable segment, but as far as keep talking about football, how far can you go? You know, so that's why I say I'm 50-50 on it, so... Uh, well, I, I wasn't really speaking on specifically the Super Bowl. I just meant the the sports talking heads where they're just gabbing about any and everything. A lot of it really is not even relevant. What you're talking right. about at least is relevant to the Super Bowl. But I mean like the people still talking about Brady retiring or mm-hmm. still talking about something that happened a month or two or three ago. That kind of stuff is what I'm tired of hearing. Yeah, they said he was retiring before he even said he was retiring. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, did that get leaked or something? Or what happened with that? Then all of a sudden he comes in a couple of days later saying, well, I guess I'll go ahead. He almost like forced his hand, you know, and it's like, I don't get it. And now know? they're speculating about whether he's going to come he's out. He's coming back. And I'm like, oh, oh please, oh, give me a break. That man needs to go home with his wife and kids and live his life. <laughs> if he decides. For sure. I'm just saying, if he decides, he will tell everybody that needs to know. They don't need to speculate over it every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, do something different. Yeah. That's all yeah, I'm Yeah, we need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Did you have anything mm-hmm. else to add to that one, Papa Didi? You know, and I, I tell you what, I was going to talk about doing what's popping, but I'll, I'll speak on it now and be, and be around a different format. You know, another thing that I'm tired of, and I'd like to get y'all opinion too, is uh, the redundancy of commercials on TV and how long commercials run anymore. I mean, is anybody else burnt out on that? I mean, it seemed like every day we're waking up to the same thing. I mean, we're waking up to to the to the Gek, Gek, the Geico frog, the Liberty Mutual uh, little bird. That's you know, I mean, we almost, we notice. I mean, the what they use the term subliminal message. Right. They're not subliminally messaging us anymore. They're blowing our minds. You know, you almost like when a commercial comes on, you want to turn, or I usually turn to another program. And look, I can almost look at three different programs. At one time, living off the commercial time, you know, and get back to my original program, and nine commercials have just gone off, and, it, and it's coming back, and I'm like, and I'm looking at the same commercials every day. Do I need to see flow with a progressive commercial ever again in my life? You know what I'm saying? In my life. I know. You know, do I, do, I, do I need to see uh, Mahomes with State Farm again in my life? You know, Liberty, 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 Liberty. Do I hear, need to hear that slogan ever again in my life? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Uh, uh, my, yeah, I, I mean, I want to know how y'all feel because my mind is getting completely blown. I was going to say, maybe there should be a limit on how many commercials uh, business or, you know, company can, can put out there. You know, like, yeah. like you said, Geico and Progressive. Uh, <sighs> You know, uh, it's like they have eaten up all the space and all the time. Give us something exactly. new, something different. And I think exactly. that maybe that's why people look forward to the um, the um, commercials on the Super Bowl because you're gonna get something fun and something new and something fresh. So true. That you is know. true. I, I don't. Yeah. yeah so I, I agree. What do you think, everyone? Mm-hmm. I agree. There needs so. to be some kind of limitation on the on the the beating us up in our brain with this stuff. Because it does right. get to be a lot. You know, it's yeah. the same things over and over. Everything, the medicine commercials. Oh, those are the worst. Everything that has to do with any. And then those are the worst. Some of these things are so god-awfully uh, boring and, like, unsuitable and just nasty. Leave a nasty taste in your mouth. You know, when I say it, it's like the one commercial with the people with the... the uh, Put that stuff on your skin, the uh Oh, probably what, psoriasis. The psoriasis or and all that. Some other kind of You know, when the people say I won't I don't wanna hide my skin. Oh yeah. And they take off the robe and they got the ugliest outfits on. <laughs> yeah. With the ugliest colors. And the people in the commercial aren't really attractive at all. So they're showing the world that we're selling medicine. These are not models by no stretch of the imagination. You will not get turned on by these people, by the outfits, <laughs> the hairstyles. Everybody is just a, a, a just 
Average Joe. Average Joe just look horribly boring, crazy. Oh, man. It's, well, the ones that wear me out are the medicine commercials where they give you the real fast uh, side effects. Side again. effects that will kill you, And they yeah. say, this could cause, and they tell you like 15 things <sighs> that this medicine could cause. That will drop you and ass Then they dead. say, but ask your doctor mm-hmm. whether this is a good thing for you to get. Yeah. I'm like, why would I even want to pursue it if you just told me 15 ways I could be jacked up yeah. from using this stuff? And they're bold, too, with their description. Oh, yeah. They break it down and they're tell bold. you all of this stuff. They tell you this could. And what gets me is a lot of the, the side effects are the opposites of each other. They say this could cause diarrhea, constipation, colon blockage. And I'm like, good Lord. Yeah. How's it going to do all of that? This is for people with type 2 diabetes. Don't take it if you have type 1 diabetes. Yeah, it just goes on and on. But, yeah, you're right. I'm I'm over it. I really wish that there was some way. But you know what? This is why the shows that I really want to see, I record them on the DVR, DV, whatever the thing is. And then when I watch it, I fast forward through those commercials because I really don't want to see it and I don't want to hear them. Yeah, I think it's really detrimental to our brain. I think they're really frying our brain to the man. That's the purpose of it because I don't need those commercials anymore in my life because they give me brain damage. They really are. They're branding our our brain with their commercials like the way they brand a cow. Yeah. They're putting that image seared in your brain because they want you, whenever you get into a car accident, you're supposed to remember that commercial. Well, if you need insurance, you're supposed to remember that commercial without even thinking about it. And that's the whole point of them driving it into us. But anyway, we're going to move on. Yeah, that's what we're going All right. Cattle, can you give us the breakdown? Uh, I sure mean, the can. rundown. I'm sorry. I said the breakdown. <laughs> give us the rundown. Not can you problem. break it down? Give us a breakdown All of right. the rundown. All right. Okay. All right. We're going to start with our segment in focus. Our new segment um, We just started uh, last week So in focus We're going to talk about Republicans, media And misinformation Also Canada's trucker protests And school bomb threats Unfortunate Our cocktail of the week I got a good one tonight What's popping with Papa Didi uh, Of course we have to lighten it up With our weird news California man arrested while driving around With alligator also, Florida man steals car, train, sends it crashing into house, and an Ohio man upset over Canada's mask mandate. Okay, I'm just saying with red wine. Stop acting like you want to shut Joe Rogan up. Okay. Living with a city with uh, Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. I got quite a bit tonight. The kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, and we're going to come back with In Focus. It's Friday night, and you're listening to The Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentaries, and the world's famous hip it list. And you don't want to be on the kissing list. So visit apajamaparty.com. Check out the cocktail of the week. Get your glass and get your laugh on 
with the Pajama Party crew, doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real good. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. Well, I'm going to jump right in to In Focus, and I want to talk about Republicans, media, and misinformation. There's been a lot of crazy stuff, of course, that goes on, but this one really stood out to me. Now, check this one out. Following a Fox News fueled lie of epic, I mean epic proportions that included misinformation about the Biden information distributing crack pipes in the name of racial equity, some Republicans jumped right on the story, which, you know, typically that's what they do. They get a hold of something and they don't care whether it's factual, whatever, they get a hold of it. And if it's going to make the Biden administration or any other Democrat look in a, you know, in a bad light, they just jump right on it without fact-checking. So as I said, instead of fact-checking, they just spread the story, which was completely false. I mean, to me, common sense should have told you. If you see a headline that says the Biden administration is distributing crack pipes, shouldn't common sense tell you something's not right with that? Why would people be so quick to say, oh, my gosh, let me go and share this story. Let me pass this around. I can't believe they're doing that. Well, if you couldn't believe it, it's because your brain was trying to tell you this is not making sense. There's a reason why your first instinct was, I can't believe this. But these people just ran on with the story. And even after the White House had to issue a statement on Wednesday, and say this story is inaccurate, unfactual, et cetera, et cetera, and that we are not distributing crack pipes, the Fox News Network kept running the story. Now, they were already told this is not factual, but instead of them saying, all right, pull that one, don't run that anymore, they keep running it and kept adding bull crap to it. <laughs> and then, of course, uh well, the story actually got started from some Washington paper, which I'm not even familiar with, the Washington Free Beacon. It's some little conservative news outlet. They grabbed the story that was – it came from a news release from the uh, Health and Human Services, which is in charge of this program, that is definitely not distributing crack pipes. What they're doing is they, they had a um, – they called it a smoking kit, supply supply kit, something along that line. But what was in the kit was not a crack pipe. It was things like alcohol swabs, uh, chapstick, things like this, because what they were saying is that they're trying to prevent the spread of things like herpes and HIV from people who are drug users who share drug paraphernalia. So they were saying we were going to – they had a grant of I think it was like $30 million that they were going to um, make these little kits available in these programs across the communities to assist with people who needed to have these things for hygienic purposes. There were no crack pipes ever involved, ever included, but this paper, the Washington Beacon, 
they ran a story, and the headline, I'm trying to find it. I made a note of it. The headline said, um, Biden administration to fund crack pipe distribution to advance racial equity. Really? And so once they ran that, Republicans jumped right on that on top of Fox carrying the same lie. And then these Republicans, and I don't mean just Republicans out of nowhere. These are daggone senators. They want to jump on the bandwagon and start making comments, public comments across social media, et cetera. So you had people like, um, I know, um, what's that? What's his name? Uh, Tom Cotton. He was one of them from Arizona. Uh, Arizona. That's the Republican from Arizona. He said, Last week, Biden talked about being tough on crime, but this week, Biden administration announced funds for crack pipe distribution to advance racial equity. So he picked that up right out of what that Beacon paper said. And again, never bothered to look and find out, is this really for real? He just ran with it because it makes the Biden administration look bad. Then you have um, another, there's a black Republican who I'm not even familiar with, um, he had a statement about it. Uh, Errol Weber, I don't know if y'all are familiar with him. Uh, he's a Republican congressional candidate. He put out a statement mm-hmm. and said, Joe Biden is handing out crack pipes to help racial equity during Black History Month. And he says, no, I'm not joking. No, I'm not lying. This is what Joe Biden thinks of our community. Then you got that mm-hmm. dingbat um, Senator Marco Rubio your boy from Florida, he put out something and said, the Biden administration is going to be sending crack pipes and meth pipes targeting minority communities. I know it sounds insane. I know it sounds too crazy to be true. But that's what he went and put out on Twitter. Well, if you thought it sounded too good to be true, why didn't your dumb ass go check before you go and put that information out? But this is the kind of stupidity that goes on. And like I said, Fox Network, instead of them going and checking the facts, check with the, what's her name, the, the press secretary with the red hair for the Biden administration, Jen, um, what's her name, Jen Tazaki, is that it? The press secretary, her. Mm-hmm. Instead of checking with mm-hmm. her or check with Health and Human Services, who's in charge of the program, they just run with it. They don't even care about get the facts ask a question, they saw something negative on Biden administration and just took off running like a roadrunner. And then Fox News Network, then they start adding more crap to the story. They going to uh, then add more to the news story talking about, oh, the Biden administration is making sure that the LGBTQ and minority communities will be first in line when it comes to getting high. How are you? It just, it really... It just blows my mind. I'm not surprised by it because this is what they do, but it just blows my mind that they continue. People like these senators who should know better. I expect this from Fox News, but these daggone senators should be ashamed of themselves. I'm just saying, you know, senators have been sanctioned, sanctioned or whatever they call it for lesser infractions. They need to start sanctioning these senators 
for deliberately spreading misinformation. Because this, to me, shouldn't even be about a party thing. It shouldn't matter whether it's a Republican saying something negative about a Democrat. It's the mere fact that you are spreading misinformation to people who look up to you and trust you. Their, their constituents trust them and believe the stuff that they say. You put this stupid stuff out there, now you've got people between Arkansas, Florida, wherever this other black guy is talking about this is what Biden thinks of our communities. I'm like, brother, why didn't you bother to check? Why didn't any of you check? It just, it just it irks me that this kind of dumb stuff continues to just perpetuate itself over and over simply because people would rather spread a lie than bother to look and find out what is the truth. How much effort does it take to find out the truth? That's too much effort. It's too easy. To tell a lie is easier. Once you tell a lie, you're too But they're worse than gossipers. You know how gossipers, all they want is something juicy. They don't care about checking is it true or not. They'll be like, girl, did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? All they want to do is be the one to spread the news. doesn't matter if they don't know if it's for real or not. These senators should be ashamed of themselves. And Fox News Media, well, that's a whole other issue. I don't know. What you say about that, Papa? You know, we, we just living in a time where I think that some people, I won't say the racer, they feel like their only job is to keep the oppression going, you know. Mm. So they use the tactic of, uh, I mean, they wanted to blow over the next day if they say something or do something wrong. Mm-hmm. But anything they could do for people of color, they'll put it out there so hard and wrong and try to grab our attention. And it grabs our attention. So the next couple of days, we think that Marjorie Green is just crazy, 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 you know, and we'll leave her alone. But if she acted sane for a minute, you would see that it's a lot easier for her to go sane as opposed to continue to be insane, you know. Yeah. See, this thing got caught yet. Mm-hmm. She ain't out there enough to for people to see the real side and what she really likes to do. She takes the back door approach. You're never going to see her walking the front door of any establishment. And if they, if somebody come in that they don't deem uh, that it's possible to, you know, maintain her secrecy wherever she is, she'll dodge out the back door. Because right. she ain't trying to be seen doing nothing crazy because she knows she's on notice with everything, you know. So it's just, you know, it's a sad time. It is sad. It's a sad time. I mean, with everything, you know. There's a guy in New Jersey today that just got uh, – was found guilty of uh, terrorizing an airplane. He was on his way to Florida, you know, and he could possibly get 20 years next month for his actions mm-hmm. for terrorizing the plane. He had vodka bottles coming out of his pocket when they when they finally got him apprehended. He's trying to go inside the cockpit. Oh God! You know, he slapped the the uh, flight attendant and everything until some guys on there plus a airline detective was were able to take him down and. But it's just, you know, you ride a plane and you got your bags packed, some of them in the plane, some above your head, and all of a sudden a brawl breaks out where the people, now this guy was bona fidely drunk, but 
when people start to brawl about masks and everything, and they forget that they're on an airplane up in the damn sky. That's what's crazy is when you are so, if I was a judge in this case, I would say, did you forget that your ass was flying? Yeah, like 30,000 feet 30, up in the air. 30,000 feet in the air. <laughs> and you up there beating up the the the, the uh, flight attendant and trying to work your way into the cockpit. Are you fucking serious? I would have given him at least five years. His mm. sentence is April the 28th. And he was, uh, you know, originally a, a Fairfax County guy up in oh. that little crazy land. <laughs> that little pocket of crazy. Crazy, you know, Fairfax County, Ooh. Loudoun County. Mm. So it's, it's all connected. And these are all the people that come up out of that society in that area, and they're just, they're just a mess. I, I just have such a problem with these people who are paid ridiculous amounts of money to represent their constituents from different states, and they act like silly school children. You know, the bickering, the name-calling. I, I saw something this week where an older, uh, I forgot the woman's name, she's like the head or the chair of the Congressional Black Caucus, there was she and a few mm-hmm. other people were about to ride that that train that goes under for the, the Congress people to go from building to building or something. They were getting on the train. This is in D.C. In D.C. They yeah. were getting on. It's that little train, like a little tram thing that runs under between the congressional buildings, the House office buildings or something. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, well, they were about mm-hmm. to get on the thing, and this white uh, senator or congressperson, whatever he is, he didn't have his mask on. So she said, excuse me, could you put your mask on, please? And he turned around and told her and pointed his finger in her back and told her, just get on the train. And she told him, don't don't put your hands on me. And he told her, kiss my ass. So mm, he didn't okay. apologize to her at that point. But once she went and put it out there and told everybody what he did, oh, now he comes back, I'm so sorry, that was inappropriate for me to do. I'm like, yeah, you apologizing now because she outed your monkey behind. Yeah. But you didn't apologize at the point when you acted a fool but if, in front know, of but, that on the train. See, but it's not an act, though. This is who they really are. But that's what I'm saying. You, know, we you didn't apologize when nobody was hearing but you or know, seeing I tell you, the one it. Thing but then you once you get do. called out in writing and everybody now knows, you can't let a now suit. you want to apologize. You can't let a suit or some kind of congressional title fool you. Because they have these people coming up from Montana and all kind of places where they're ill-mannered. You know, their parents oh, told them to be bullies. Their parents told them to be renegades and fight for what you want. Don't take no shit for it. Never respected women. Never respected people of color. And that's who, if that's how you was raised, that's who you are. And that's what I'm saying. He had no apology for her when it happened. But yeah. once she put it out in writing and everybody became aware of it, then he comes back talking about, oh, I'm, I want to apologize. I'm like, dude, well, you only apologize because now you're busted. You see the dissipation, the dissipation of your career. That's what I'm saying. You know, now you're now you're busted in public. So now you feel like you gotta clean it up. But then again on that situation too, they just want the next couple of days to pass. I've seen people do horrendous stuff on a Monday and they can't wait till Wednesday because they know it's so much crime in the world mm-hmm. that come Wednesday people are gonna forget about their situation. 
that's how the uh, the coach of the um, the Washington football team is right now. He just wants time to pass on all this crap. You know, he wants the Super Bowl to come mm-hmm. up and all this to come up yeah. to, to, so they can forget about, about something what's else. happening. Yeah, but them girls went up there in D.C. and told a story on his little weasel ass. Oh, that and was the owner, not the coach. The owner, I meant to say, yeah. 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 But then when it comes to find mm-hmm. out that he put his – he now he's a co-owner with his wife. He broke up the thing so they can't lose the team. That was suspicion right there. In mm-hmm. a nutshell, that was crazy. When he said, oh, now it's going to be owned by him and his wife. And now when they say, oh, co-owner, such and such, I tell you what, I take if I was his wife, oh, my God, that's the perfect opportunity to take his ass to the farm. <laughs> Damn. She could Damn, jump ship mama. like a monkey, couldn't she? Yeah. Boy, she could jump ship <laughs> like a monkey. And be up out he of there. Got, he, he probably got something in play that he can't do it. Probably something that they got written. Shoot, he. Uh, you know what? Money. Yeah. That team probably does. <laughs> that white privilege has been going on for so long that people are so <laughs> in their thing. But they, you know what though? The, the interesting thing about it, and I'll leave it alone. The biggest thing about it, the reason why a lot of them stick together <laughs> with all that. The big lie and all that mm-hmm. is in order to mm-hmm. maintain their white prejudices and all their little mm-hmm. things they got going on. They need allies. Mm-hmm. They need allies to maintain that great white hope. So they they will team up with each other to say, yeah, let's keep it strong so we don't get we don't get phased out. Because they know they they can get phased out. I mean, how fast the black folks take over basketball, football. <laughs> You right Shit, about Tiger that? Woods got in there and took over golf. Oh, well. It ain't, it ain't hard to take over what the hell they can. We could take over hockey. We could be putting up damn hockey, black hockey players on the field. But anyway. It is. All right, we're going to keep it moving. All right, All right. Uh, Kettle. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say one little note on that. That's probably why Tom Brady left. He said, I'm not getting in the middle of that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it be. In New England. They had a lot Believe of that going on, too. He and, sure uh, did. Brady. You could tell with his... Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. You could tell by his family that he is not built like that. No. He is uh-huh. not built with yeah. that with that Belichick mess and all that old... <laughs> you know, because after a while... And look at Belichick. He's so overdone in football. Come mm-hmm. on, man. I would tell Belichick, you need to take them big, overdrawn, sweat sweatshirts you wear <laughs> and get your ass up. This is not your t- You know, the sad part about it, you got to be five years out of the game in order to qualify to be in a Hall of Fame. Now, he'll be mm-hmm. a first, as they call, he'll be a first-time inductee, first-time ballot-eligible inductee. Who, Belichick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would, of course, with all his Super Bowls and everything. But he don't want to get away from the game for five minutes. Mm-hmm. He just think mm-hmm. he's like a child you can't put to sleep. He think he's going to miss something. <laughs> there you go. He just swear. He's going to miss it. something. All right. We're going to keep moving on. Um, I got this last yeah. subject we're going to be talking about. Um, I don't know if you guys know about the uh, truckers that have been protesting um, from Canada. Now they're trying to come down here. So, oh, boy. Um, yeah. Um, well, the protest, if you guys don't know, the protest was ignited by truckers who opposed the nation's new rule that requires them to 
be fully vaccinated when crossing the Canada-U.S. border or face two weeks of quarantine. So their quote-unquote freedom convoy has since drawn others who are resisting the COVID-19 preventive measures, including mask mandates, lockdowns, restrictions on the gatherings, and stuff like that. So they want to start, they started this convoy, and uh, it seems like it has kind of snowballed. So um, also the Canadian judge issued an injunction that will allow police to end the ongoing blockage at the busiest international crossings in North America. Um, they have um, disrupted the supply chain and triggered a, a set of emergencies in the country's most populous province. So y'all mm-hmm. need to keep it moving. The injunction was granted to the um, Canadian city of Windsor and uh, Automotive Parts Manufacturing Association to help clear protesters off the Ambassador Bridge. So y'all, y'all niggas on the daggone bridge. Um, mm-hmm. The blockade at, at the Ambassador Bridge between Detroit and Windsor, Ontario, prevented traffic from entering Canada while some U.S.-bound um, traffic was still moving. Um, Public Safety Minister Marco Mendicio calling the bridge one of the most important border crossings in the world. It carries 25% of all trade between Canada and the U.S. That's a lot. Right. Yeah. Um, Auto parts and other goods were um, still flowing across the border on Tuesday despite the bridge delays, but trucks had to travel almost 70 miles north um, to um, connect. Or to get across the bridge, I guess I guess he had to go around. Um, in total, the trip would take more than five hours longer than normal. So, um, this it's is crazy. crazy. You say, wait, they, it takes so to get around the blockade, people are going a different route that takes another five hours. Yeah, the, the alternative bridge. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody got time for that. And then burning all that extra fuel. Wow. Uh huh. Well, I, I see they started some type of um, GoFundMe account. The Ontario Superior Court of Justice granted a request from the provincial um, government to freeze access to millions of dollars donated through online fundraising platform Give Send Go to the truckers' convoy. Donors initially raised more than $10 million through the crowdfunding platform yeah. GoFundMe. Wow. And uh, well, GoFundMe said it would um, stop the payments to convoy organizers and refund donors directly because the protest violates its rules and violence and harassment. Wow. That's uh, a lot. Huh. Didn't know that. So what happens to the money that was already collected in those accounts? It's just going to sit there? <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about it? I mean, you know, should they? Here we go again with this vaccine thing. You know, um, yeah. and it's like a, it's, it's a bigger deal. I mean, you, you, you're stopping major stuff to 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 get here. Um, that's why there's been delays in automotive uh, equipment and stuff like that because of this. That's part of it. So. Yeah, part of it. Yeah, it's crazy. What you think, Papa? Oh, it's uh, it's ugly. 
You know, it's the first thing you got to understand is how how can anybody afford to truck park their truck and not go make money? First of all, yeah. Good point. Then you, then you say a GoFundMe, which is going to give you money for sitting on your ass. Now, mm-hmm. just because you didn't get to getting while the getting was good, you got to team up with something. Like I said before, you got to team up with other allies that were neglectful like you that didn't take the time to get a shot. Now, y'all all got to get together and complain like y'all doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I tell you what, I just think if people started dropping like flies and dying because of not being vaccinated, I think that tune to change real quick, and that's what people don't understand, you know, because you're just, unless you're allergic to it or something like that or got some type of religious pass on it, but you can't try to shut the world down because after a while, stuff stuff is not going to be able to be at, at a stand. And how long will them trucks be on the bridge before the bridge start getting weak? Isn't that weight on the, on the bridge? Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. And my question is, it's been it's cold up there. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. the temperature, but it's colder up there in Canada and Ottawa where Two they are. Batteries so dying. How long these guys usually those trucks run on diesel, right? Mm-hmm. So how long before they start running out of fuel? And once they run out of fuel and have to turn those trucks completely off, how, what are you going to yeah. do to stay warm if you staying up on the bridge? Unless they're leaving their trucks empty and going somewhere else for warmth and food, I don't know how they're doing this. They don't know. They don't know how they're doing it either. They really don't. They really don't. Yeah. They're just doing it. They doing it for the sake of doing it, and it becomes another standstill and another unnecessary entity. That's just that's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Really? And they said they're going to shut them, uh, get them off of there one way or another. I don't know. Well, if, look, if they continue to be up there, they're not going to be able to maintain. I see uh, tomorrow night it's going to be minus 7 degrees. Oh. So you can go ahead and turn your truck off if you want to. Your ass is going to Yeah, that, that's a death so sentence I, if you do that. I, I think between Saturday and Monday they're going to make some, uh, you know, decisions. It's going to be minus 8 on Sunday and 0 degrees on Monday. You go figure. Shit. That's at night. Well, didn't yeah, they, um, so. I thought I saw something on the news where they, the, the city or the government or somebody issued some kind of, I don't know what it's called, not a warrant, but issued something where they said they only, they're giving them until a certain time to start clearing the bridge. And after that, they're going to oh, start okay. locking people up. Okay. Well, they got to do what they got to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if that went through, I think they said, like, starting at 7 o'clock tonight that they were going to, you know, give people a certain amount of time to get out of there, start moving those trucks. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get mm-hmm. them out in a whatever time period is allotted, they're going to start locking people up and fining them. Well, that's good. That's what they need to do, because they're they're violating some kind of rule on violence and harassment. I mean, they got all kinds of things they can lock them up for. So you know, disturbing the peace, um, you know, whatever. 
Yeah, and they said it's an illegal assembly. They do not have Mm -hmm. a permit to be out there like that on that bridge. That's a good point as well. And, you know, we're going through infrastructure and stuff like that, and like Papa Didi said, shit, how long can y'all have to stay on that damn bridge? That's a mm-hmm. lot of weight. And you have car in it. If you have cargo as well. So, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Like you said, Cattle, about the temperature, I just thought about that. It's even colder on the bridge. Yeah. when you're on that bridge over water, that wind yeah. that picks up the temperature from the water, Ooh. you can, like, subtract another, what, 10, maybe 12 degrees from whatever yeah. the current temperature because that wind is no joke when you're up on a no. bridge. Mm-mm. And the bridge they sways, They need to get too, it together. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were – um, I heard something on the radio where they were saying that this is affecting – more than just the auto parts and things like that. But it's creating problems in the food stores where other supplies are not getting to the stores where they need to be because of this mm-hmm. this whole thing. So they they going to have to get this together. And if this kind of foolishness ends up happening in the U.S., this is really going to be a problem. I was thinking about that movie oh. Ghost, but Whoopi Goldberg told that girl, I forgot her name, and she said, you in trouble, girl. This going to be <laughs> trouble if that mess comes to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But I think we're not going to tolerate it here. You know, we're going to start doing the necessary things to do what we're supposed to do because you can't have all that chaos here. Yeah. So. Ooh. All so right. I don't know well, whose show, who shoulder is going to fall on, if it's going to fall on um, the Capitol Police or our police department. We already got our hands full. So. I don't know. Anyway. Hmm. Somebody better shut this mess down. And I know one thing, if they, say, if they tell those people you have until a certain time to clear this bridge, they're not going to be making idle threats. Those folk better get on out of there. Because if they start towing trucks and all of that, then they're going to have to pay to get their truck back. So now they're losing more money. I think they better just get on out of the way. Oh, well. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with uh, Papa Didi. He's going to talk about these uh, school bomb threats. Oh, that's a whole other hot mess. But we'll get that one on the other side of the break. It's the Pajama Party Show. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and a Game Changer, and of course we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee. I like that Crown Royal flush with the Crown Royal peach knock and cranberry juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites huh, was the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule. Yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives. 
get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the cocktail of the week and sip along with us. Are the instructions there too? Sure they are. Along with pictures of the drink so you know exactly what it's supposed to look like. So what's that y'all got in your glass? This is a boomerang. Uh, well, I got a kinky read over here. I got the ABA. Get the recipes at www.abajamaparty.com and click on Cocktail of the Week. Cheers! Hi, welcome back to the John Party when he was Papa D.M. here with Kev. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, we're going to go right to Papa Didi. Uh, his info, in focus, uh-oh, step away from the drink. His in focus topic is on school bomb threats. Uh, it's all on you, Papa Didi. What's going on well, with school bomb threats? I'll tell you what. Today they had a, a threat at my album motto in D.C., I graduated from a school called Coolidge, and uh, Coolidge had a bomb threat today, but just making jokes, but, uh, you know, this is really despicable, and it's getting to the point where people just get on the phone and uh, having these different conversations and with HBCUs and everything else like that, and it seems to all be focused on uh, people of color and, and whatever it takes to rattle you know, the community, you know. And the one thing I don't understand about, you know, and I'll call them crazy white folks, is that, um, you know, it's only six degrees of separation in the world, you know. And you got people that's married to white people and people that's doing all kinds of stuff that involves another race of people. So what makes you think that when you're doing something that you think you're doing exclusively to black people, that you're doing something exclusively to black people. You're not at all. There are so many people affected by all these children and everything else, and you're making these little phone calls. What I'm trying to understand is that where's the technology? How come we can't catch and trap these people making these calls? Because where are you making them from, a burner phone? It must be the burner phone or some type of pay phone or something because everything else is connected. You know, so where's the technology? I think the FBI or any other Homeland Security, as soon as that first happens, they need to kind of like find out where it came from and start tracking that down, locking in on that, you know. And and if you can't lock in, invent something that can lock in. Because, you know, these people, these criminals are not smart, you know. They got more harassment and more overdrawn crap and just annoying there's a difference between being annoying and being intelligent. Every day is a different school. All right, we went in there, check it out. How many man hours have we got to do to, uh, you know, like realize that we're wasting time and money with these threats every day? Mm-hmm. You know, with different schools and taking the kids out and lining them up. And then the kids in third, fourth grade, fifth, sixth grade, they're looking with all kind of amazement saying, wow, what's going on? There's a bomb in there, and this is supposed to be their sanctuary. This is their time, you know? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Just like Gladys Knight said back in that song, you know, um, 
the way we were. As bad as we think that these times are, these are going to become the good old days of our children. So you're destroying their good old days. They don't know if they're good old days yet, but you're destroying their good old days because you're trying to get back at the adult black folks, but you 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 taking out on the children. That I don't understand. That just goes to show you some of these criminal minds ain't really criminal minds. They're ignorant minds because all this is going to backfire on you because always remember, like I said, six degrees of separation. You don't know who is related to who. Mm-hmm. So... And they, they charged a little 16-year-old boy from D.C. with some kind of terroristic threats connected and multiple threats from Wednesday. A section 16-year-old boy was arrested. And people, they're taking this stuff as a joke, you know, because they're not taking it serious. They're not, you know, it's just it's just a mess. I mean, we, we can go on and on with this, but it's a grand. And it starts at home with these parents. And I tell you, lately in the news with Montgomery County and Loudoun County, you know, Montgomery County is in Maryland and Loudoun County and Fairfax County. These damn parents are crazy. Their views and their opinions are just a mess. And it's got to trickle down to the children. And the children don't know what side to be on because their little white daughters may have a little best friend, little black girl, you know. And mama's in the house saying the N-word 20 times a night. Looking at Fox TV and oh, listening no. to Joe Rogan and look, listen, listening to oh, Donald no. Trump. And a little kid is saying, damn. The little kid is like 12 years old, losing their mind. Because their mother done lost her mind. Like the woman that said, if you make my child wear a mask, I'll bring my guns and my ammunition. Damn, lady. What the hell got you so pissed off? And where the hell is the father? Where is the man in your life? You're talking about black women being single parents and all that shit. Where's your man? Where's the person should have put a muzzle on top of your goddamn mouth for saying that oh, stupid shit that in, the, in the audience? Mm. You know? Every time the white women get up there on that microphone in them little meetings, ain't no man nowhere around. But the, the black woman ain't got no man. Oh, they got a single parent. Well, where the fuck is your man? Who's there to muzzle your ass or your mate or whatever your situation may be? Ain't nobody there to muzzle you. But you ain't speaking on that. But as soon as black women go out there and say something, I'll oh, see out there that child, see a single parent, they need it. Well, y'all need as well. Shit, we all need. That's what makes us the fuck equal. Because ain't nobody better than nobody else. Anyway. You know, I saw something that there was a bomb threat in a, a high school down in Orlando area. It was either yesterday or today as well. So it's apparently it's not just in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. This phenomenon, I'll call it, of bomb threats in schools mm-hmm. seems to be like the copycats are picking it up, and now it's just, just spreading like wildfire. I don't understand. Like, what are they trying to accomplish? Yeah, Especially if it's only, Yeah, if it's just an idle threat, is it is it like... When people do, uh, what is that called? When people do the thing where they call the police and say there's something going on at somebody's house and the swatting, that's it. A ransom? I don't know oh, if okay. it's the fascination of swatting when you call the police and say there's a, you know, this and that going on at such and such an address 
and then it's like all these cops or a SWAT team, all these people show up, kick the doors in and whatnot, and the people may be just sitting in the house eating popcorn watching a movie. They don't know, they don't understand what the heck is going on, only to find out somebody else called this event in and said, you know, all this crazy stuff was happening at their house. But, you know, I, I think that the people who call these things in are somewhere nearby so they can watch it and laugh at it when they see all these, you know, emergency responders show up. So I don't know if these bomb threat calls are people who just want to watch to see how many cops are going to show up. Are the dogs going to be there, the bomb-sniffing dogs and, you know, all of that stuff. I don't know. It's, it's, like, it's not it's like they're asking anything. for anything. That's 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 what baffles me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, ransom anything. What is the reason why you're doing it? You don't want to go because back in the day, you know, some little punk kid would call because they don't want to go to school. That's what you know. The result was a lot of them were um, right. So, what is the reason this time? I I know. Um, I think it was a cop that said that. That's what he thought. It was some punk, um, the one that was uh, the Dunbar scare that uh-huh. uh, the cop said, you know, I guess he's talking to the media and he said, it's probably some punk just called, some little teenage punk they called, you know, and, and it has nothing to do with the, um, the second gentleman, you know, because he was there at the time. So right. it wasn't related to him. So um, hopefully they don't get to the bottom of this, you know, but the the uh, students did speak, and they were saying that they need some help as far as psychological help or counseling or whatever because there is a lot going on. And, you know, they, you know, they had these meetings and everything and letting the board know, we need some help. Some counselors, you know, you say you bring in counselors a couple of days after things happen, but I think they need help longer, a longer period of time, you know. So I think they need to pay attention because students usually don't say too much. They just go along with the program, but they they call enough for help, so hopefully they're going to get some help in these schools for these kids. Well, if I were a parent with kids in school, I think I would be demanding that my children will be going back to virtual learning because I would not be comfortable as a parent sending my children to school with all of these crazy bomb threats going on. Because every time this happens, then the parents instinctively want to immediately go to the school and collect their children. And usually that's not something you can do because the school is trying to make sure that they have accounted for everybody and they take the kids either to an off-site location where you can pick your kids up from there. It is a whole major production when stuff like this happens. So as a parent, I would be like, you know what? I need to have virtual access for learning for my child or children because my babies are not going to be sitting up in that building in case the next time the person is for real because you just never know. All of these so far have been just threats, but you don't know when is it going to be a real one. Because some of these people have made threats and said, we're going to blow up the school, and then we're going to come and shoot up the school. So I'm I'm just saying, 
My kids wouldn't be up there. We would be, they would be at home, online, trying to get their schoolwork done. Period. Right. Yeah. It's, um, I think a lot more people are, are homeschooling um, their kids because they just don't know what, what, what happens day to day, you know. It's um it's just crazy, you know. So I guess they feel like that's the best way to protect your child to keep them home and homeschool. Yeah. So, Between the yeah. threats and the fights over masking and man and um, vaccinations and all, I feel right. like you know what y'all are just gonna be home, log into your school, submit your homework and your projects and all that, do it online. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, all that's easier said than done, you know. Because a lot of these parents can't get in a position to do that. A lot of these parents work for a living. No, I'm just saying they need to have the option available for those who want to be able to have their kids be back online again, doing virtual learning. The schools need to make it available. That's all I'm suggesting. But if the child is going to... Online from where? From home? Yeah. Well, that's what I just said. If the parent got to go to work, then what the hell is the child going to be there by herself? If the parent is demanding mm-hmm. it, then it's the parent that needs to make the arrangements that it, that it requires. Okay. Put so your mind. Put your mindset back into. No, I'm saying if the parent, having a child, if I am school, if I as a parent am making that request, then it's not on the school to make sure that my child is not unattended. I got to take care of that. That's what I just so, said. Right, and I said as a parent, then I need to make sure that I got that covered. If that means I need to have my child go to their aunt's house, uncle's house, grandma, grandpa, somebody. So what if you don't have all that? And a lot of people I, don't have that's, that. That's not what I'm saying. I uh, said that I would make arrangements to do that for mine. Right, I'm saying that I would, if I were a, a parent with children in school, I would make the necessary accommodations to make that happen. Okay. I'm not saying right. I would well, say it's okay. required for anybody. All right, well, let me know when I can come in and speak. Go right ahead. Okay. I'm just clarifying what I'm saying. All right, well, let me say this here. What you need to do is take your big pants off of the generation you're living in right now and your current situation with just mindset and lip service and put yourself in a situation of one of these parents that don't have that. They've had battles with their family. They ain't getting along with their sister or brother or even their mother and father. It's them and their child against the world and their job and their particular survival at that time. And that's all they got. And that school is what they need for that eight hours a day. I mean, they could break away when the school say, we need you down there, they could lead a job. But in most cases, the job ain't bending, and the, the parents ain't got the availability, so they don't have that lucrativeness that you're thinking about. I mean, in a perfect world, what you're saying could work. But some people just think they don't have that. Some of them live in a one-bedroom apartment. Some of them live in an efficiency. They don't have that. So what do you do with them people? 
You can't think that everybody got the convenience of the know and the how. When they don't, they need that school to be a part of their support system so they can go get their 40 hours. But if the school is messing up, then their 40-hour breakaway is getting disrupted. Okay, so, and that's and what's happened. Now it's getting disrupted. But what I said is that that would be my choice. I, I'm Again, let me clarify. You know, we're going around the circle. No, let me clarify. No, we're going around I am not saying that this is what all parents should do. You're speaking from the point of view is that, well, what if they can't handle it? What if they got I'm not speaking on the point of view. I'm speaking on the reality of the parent right. that doesn't and have And I'm saying, right. You're what, making what parent it are you speaking from? I'm saying that that would be my choice. My choice. I'm only speaking as one parent that I would want my children to go back to virtual learning. But I want you to put yourself in the position of the parent that doesn't but have. But that's not my position. Well, how do you know you're talking I'm, as a I'm speaking as one parent. I am not saying no. that all parents should do what I would do. No. no. I'm saying that my choice would be to bring my children back home for virtual learning, and I would make sure that they are not unattended if they're not old enough to be home alone. That would be my choice, my choice, singular. I am not speaking okay. for anybody else's situation. If somebody else doesn't have a situation where they can accommodate what I would choose for my children, then that would be for them to say, okay, well, I can't do that. You, y'all that's gonna the have one to I'm asking you. What, that's then a, they would have to go back to the school. Well, why do you keep putting this imaginary person that you're speaking as a talk show host? You're no, not speaking, speaking as a parent, as a parent. at all. No, you're not. Saying because that you're not, I, that's not your if situation. If I had a child in school, my choice would be. So right. that's the point of view And if that a I'm bullfrog had wings, he wouldn't bust his ass. So when you keep saying if, oh, if, you know if, what? You're right. Nothing. We're just going in circles uh, uh, now. That's right. I'm only speaking okay. from well, one person's perspective. I think we got a caller. Let's, let's try to take this call and see what they have to say. Okay. Are you picking that up? I can. All right. All right, caller. Okay. All right, we're going to bring you in, caller. What you got to say, caller? Uh, welcome to um, the Dr. Um, tonight. Um, it's a very good topic. Um, <clears throat> um, the, the, the gentleman made made some very strong um, points. At the same time, the parents have to go to the PTA meetings. The parents have to be more involved. I know they stress the fact, and I know he's saying, yes, school is a playground. Uh, school is daycare. School is a lot of parents, uh, single parents, a lot of parents need schools so they can go to work every day and make that 40 hours. Yes, a lot of parents live in a one-bedroom or efficiency. A lot of parents don't have what they need because they're single parents, but at the same time, they have to go to the PTA meetings. They have to be more involved in mm-hmm. what's going on in the schools. They have to be more involved, and they have to hold hands in the neighborhoods because guess what? The same children that go to school together are the same children mm-hmm. that live in the same neighborhood, the same children that live next door to each other, end up growing up shooting each other, killing each other, mm-hmm. and the bullies, That's all true. the bullies, and all the children, but then the parents want to turn their heads and look the other way until their child gets in trouble. Then they say, oh, 
My child didn't do this. My child didn't do that. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. have to stand together. PTA meetings, getting more involved mm-hmm. in the neighborhoods, going out, reaching out to each other. Guess what? When my child do something, I need to be accountable for that. We do not mm-hmm. want to hold our children accountable for nothing because we all think our children are good children. We all think our children are gold. But mm-hmm. when something happens, then our mouth is wide open on the news. My child did this. My ch- it starts with going to the PTA meetings. It, start with, mm-hmm. it starts with being and more involved in the neighborhood. That's a good point. We used to be we, we used to tell them each other why we don't do that now. We look the other way. Why? If we stop so looking at the way and start being more involved, I don't care if my neighbor tells me he don't like me no more, I'm going to keep telling on your child and I'm going to keep telling you about your child until we get this correct. Right. Okay. That's what makes That's the neighborhood yeah, That's what I makes agree. the neighborhoods grow. That's what makes us be more as one. We have spread apart now. We don't tell. We don't. We don't even fix a plate for when somebody's about to get kicked out of the apartment. We waiting to see when they get out. We we waiting to see when they get kicked out so we can go get what they got instead mm. of having them stay there because we right. don't know the next people moving in beside us how bad they're gonna be. They can be worse than. The, our old neighbors. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, got some good points there. I think people are scared. I think that's what it is. Scared what either their teenage uh, boy or girl is going to do to them. You know, it, well, I think people are just scared now. I think that's the key thing. I just we scared you know, the whole hand. It's a pandemic. You know, we used to talk. Yeah. We we don't talk no more. We don't say yeah. hi. You know. How many? Yep. Mrs. Jones down the street. We don't even care about Mrs. Jones no more. She can be lugging groceries and bags out of her car, but guess what? We don't go to the PTA meeting, so we don't know Mrs. Jones is help keeping that child in school because she gives her ten or fifteen dollars every week. Mm-hmm. She yeah. don't have no yeah. children. All her children is grown. They gone. But guess what? Her son is a lawyer living in a big big town or living in a big house, but she don't want to leave her neighborhood because she cares about that neighborhood, but we don't want, mm-hmm. want to give Mrs. Jones no respect because guess what? We don't know Mrs. Jones give $15 to the school board every week, and she don't want nobody mm-hmm. to know. But at the same time, mm-hmm. she wants those that young couple down the street to respect her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you got some good points, Carla. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, some good points. Thank yeah. y'all for uh, allowing me to be in. <laughs> All right, y'all have a good night and thank y'all so much. You're welcome. All right. All right. Thank you, thank you so much. And he has some good All points right. there. I mean, PTA. That was that was that was a good one. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's you know. Yeah. Let me let me let me uh, reiterate on that move because. That's only if we talk in our own neighborhoods with our own people. Mm-hmm. But if you mm-hmm. are a suburbanite in Northern Virginia, I think the caller need look at TV and look at Fairfax County and look at Loudoun County and they little PTA meetings because they crazy as hell over there. 
And a lot of them parents are politically motivated. They're politically oh, sure. motivated, yeah. and they ain't got mm-hmm. the white people and the black people on that same block. They, they're not even not talking. They're Democrat and Republican, so they're at war. Trump made that perfectly clear that you're going to send money to the, the RNC, okay, every month to my little fund up in Mar-a-Lago. I'm opening up your envelope with your little $100 contribution a month, and you're going to be a stone-cold Republican because 2024, I'm getting back in that Oval Office. And he got them white folks believing that. And that's how they're going in strong, and that's what they want. They ain't saying going to get it because don't nobody know what 2024 going to bring because you know what? Tomorrow's not promising. That's why them white folks is crazy as hell. Well, I just wanted to jump in and say that I did find it interesting that in Loudoun County, now that you bring that up, Loudoun County, have you noticed that those school board meetings, the speakers are now behind like a bulletproof bulletproof casing, plexiglass thing with the microphone? Mm -hmm. That's how bad it's got. So the lady a couple weeks ago said, if y'all make my child wear a mask, I will bring my guns and my ammunition. And she's up there now. And now when they speak from uh, from those microphones, they are encased. Like, like I, I think it's on three sides, so you can walk into it. It's crazy. But they've got, like, some kind of plexiglass. I'm assuming it's bulletproof. Well, I don't know. But well, why that's how bad damn it's child home, then? Why does she keep talking all that crazy shit? Just keep mm-hmm. saying and, 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 you know crazy. I'm trying to but tell you. But you know what, Kettle? People over there can do that. Them white folks living in them five hundred, six hundred $600,000 houses got that kind of convenience. But they want to act like they normal. They want to come to the school like they so normal in their little Mercedes-Benz station wagon. And like I said, we, we can go on that all night. Oh, yeah. Anyway, let's lighten it up. Let's lighten it up. I think we're going to light it up with a cocktail. Let's go to the cocktail. <laughs> well, Wait, well, this is going to put you on fire here. This is um, called the uh, Avanero Blood Orange Margarita. Uh-oh. When you're looking for uh-huh. a, spicy a spicy margarita, one. that's a little different than normal. The habanero blood orange margarita recipe is one you'll want to try. It offers a fascinating taste experience with special homemade ingredients and is easy to mix up. Okay, so uh, we're going to make the blood orange habanero uh, puree. You need two pints of blood orange juice and one whole habanero pepper. Wow. Okay, uh, we're going to put those ingredients together in a medium saucepan to bind the blood orange juice and habanero pepper. Bring to a boil, stir frequently. Uh, reduce to medium-high heat until thickened into a syrup, and then remove the pepper, allow to cool, and then bottle. That's your habanero puree. So for the margarita, you need one and a half teaspoons of um, negro sauce, Optional, that's the rim, the glass. Uh, One-fourth ounces of freshly squeezed lime juice with um, one lime wedge as well. One-and-a-half ounces of tequila or two ounces if you prefer. I prefer two ounces of tequila. Uh, Also, one-and-a-half ounces of sour mix. One ounce of blood orange habanero puree, like I told you, is the mix. Um, And the lime wedge for garnish. So we're going to mix those ingredients together. Um, and um, strain into the uh, the glass, and uh, put your lime wedge to garnish, 
and enjoy. That's the habanero blood orange margarita. Spicy. <laughs> we already had some of that fire. Good. We're going to make it even even more fire. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. Now, what's it called what? again? Habanero blood orange margarita. Habanero. Okay, I'm trying to write it down, so I'm going to look that up. <laughs> Habanero blood orange blood margarita. Orange margarita. Yes, it is. I got to eat that. Yay, yay, yay. Okay. Margarita. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, Papa Didi, what's popping? Well, uh, what's popping tonight on me is, I'm going to tell you, like what we talked about earlier, not the schools and all, but the commercials. Oh, Lord. You know, TV, when it comes to commercials, it it is getting completely despicable. It really is. They're on too long. I mean, I was watching Sports Center the other day, and they, have, they actually put a highlighter at the bottom of the screen when they went to a commercial as they run their little advertisement still, their little betting stuff on the bottom of the screen. And they were saying that they will be back in four minutes and 20 seconds. They actually advertised with the clock ticking down on the station on ESPN how long they will be doing commercials. And the clock said four minutes and 20 seconds. And it ain't so much the commercials. It's the same old commercial. You know what? I think I got Progressive memorized. I got Liberty Mutual memorized. I got State Farm memorized. I got AT&T memorized. And these are all companies that when when I, and, and mo, like most people, when it comes to spending our money, that's my choice. What I want to have as far as my car insurance or life insurance or anything. And, and the, the subliminal message is just blowing my head up. I mean, I just, I almost got my TV set on a little back arrow where I can literally watch three programs at a time and successfully watch all three by going to the other program when this one's in the commercial break. And when it get, and not to mention that if you catch a movie, catch a, something late from the DVR, mm-hmm. you can, when the commercials come on, you can fast forward and actually catch up to the program and get it live before it goes off. You pick up something at 9.15, by 9.30, it was so many commercials that you're back live and caught up with your program within 15 minutes. It's oh. it's horrendous. And I'm wondering, what is the purpose of all these advertising dollars of stuff that we're seeing every day? Are you advertising to the new babies that are being born in the hospital? Because you sure ain't advertising this stuff to me. Because <laughs> I don't need to see it no more. You know? I, and, and the sad part, again, that pisses me off is that I I actually use Liberty Mutual, not to tell my business, but but watching this guy with with uh, what's the what's the little bird's name? Emu. Emu. Is that how you wasting Emu. my fucking Liberty Mutual Emu. dollars? Is that where a portion of my car insurance payment is going to the little to the little yellow dress you putting on Emu? <laughs> or you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't understand what. It's it just, there's nothing technical about the Liberty Mutual commercial. Nothing telling me about the, you know what I mean, what the comparison is. Put some numbers on the screen. 
or what, 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 you know, no, you got emo, you got this cat with the goatee chasing emo. And Doug. And Doug, yeah, Doug. And <laughs> I'm like, damn, is that where my money's going? And like I said earlier, flow from progressive, I'm so tired of that ugly bitch, I don't know what to do. I have seen her enough. I'm telling you. Poor flow. No more flow for me. I've had enough Ooh. of flow. And and that's just two of the many commercials. Metal commercials, you name it. I mean, commercials. Of, and then with this whole, now, I'll get off my soapbox after this. For one, I hope that the NFL would please do me a favor. When the season is over, lay that stuff to rest. I've never seen a time where we had football through the off season. They talked about Aaron Rodgers every day. What well, I don't give a damn what Aaron Rodgers is doing for this cow his cowboy hillbilly ass. That blew it in the damn game with the San Francisco 49ers. They was the number one seed on home field advantage. The San Francisco 49ers went up to Green Bay and beat them. And y'all hyping about, and he just won the most valuable player last night on the NFL Honors. Really? Yeah. Well, they had a good record, but they lost. A lot of good records this year. Okay. But the only thing I'm saying is that, the talking heads of all the sports stuff, another thing driving me nuts, man. I don't need to hear about it. It's Friday evening, two days for the Super Bowl. Please, Stephen A. Smith, enough. Okay, your boy over on FS1, what's the name? Shannon Sharp and the white guy that's with him. Please, enough. Just give me your predictions who's going to win, and let's all sit back and wait for the game on Sunday. I don't need your opinion anymore about who's going to win and why. Mm-mm-mm. So I'm just saying all that, that we we are totally getting, not me, because I'm resisting it and talking about it. That's my therapy to talk about it. Ooh. But people that ain't talking about it, I'm going to tell you right now, them commercials are driving y'all ass crazy. That's it. That's all I got to say on that. We. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Papa Didi is tired of the damn commercials. You don't even know. Did enough already. Anytime you know a commercial by heart, you done seen it too goddamn much. I know that's right. And it ain't even worth all that. Okay. All right. Anyway. We I'm lighting it up. Lighting it up. Lighting it up. Okay. Weird I'm going to go first. Weird I got news. some weird news for you. I got a California man arrested while driving around with an alligator. Go figure. Mm -hmm. Northern California man arrested this week on a warrant, but what would have been a standard arrest took a bizarre turn when the police found an alligator in his car. KOVR, I guess that's a radio station, TV station, reported that Tyler Watson of Redding, California, was pulled over by police in the city of Anderson, on Tuesday morning, after it was discovered that Watson had an outstanding warrant for a probation violation, they handcuffed him. Now, once the cop, the cop handcuffed him, he told them, uh, by the way, I got a live alligator over here in the passenger seat. So then the cops had to stand back and, uh, you know, he claimed, Watson claimed that he was 
watching the alligator for a friend who had recently been arrested. So now Watson is charged with illegal possession of an alligator. Now the California Department of Fish and Wildlife uh, took possession of the alligator, according to the TV station, and not only are the two previous guardians of the alligator now behind bars, but the animal, the alligator, is banned as a pet in the state of California. So the the dude he was watching it for was wrong from the get-go because you can't have pet alligators in California. And then he was wrong for babysitting the alligator. So the police department shared photos of the whole situation um, on their Facebook page because I guess they were like, this is crazy, you're not going to believe this. But, yeah, so now both of these guys are behind bars. Shouldn't be riding around with alligators in the car. There you go. Okay. I tell you. Riding around with an alligator in the passenger seat. I wonder, did he have him in the seat belt? Anyway, I'm going to keep it moving. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I got here this weird news. A Florida man steals a car. Train sends it crash into a house and there and so on and so forth. Anyway, Port Lucia, this is in uh, Port St. Lucia, Florida. The Associated Press, they uh, reported that a Florida man said that uh, he jumped from a stolen car seconds before he was hit by a train. He was sent flying, that, and, and the, when the train hit the car, it sent it flying into a nearby house. And this is a true story because I actually Jeez. saw this. The sleeping residents were unharmed, and the man was later arrested, authorities said. But it gets deeper than this. This is the man's story that was that the stolen car, the whole stolen car situation. Police said the man claimed he stole the car in a good faith effort. Okay, he was drunk. He was drunk, and the next day he went to search for his own vehicle after leaving a bar early Saturday in Martin County, about 50 miles from where he stole the car north of West Palm Beach, Florida, looking for his car that he left at the bar the night before. So he stole the car to do that. Instead, when he stole the car, the car got a flat tire, and one of the tires got stuck on the railroad tracks. He sat sat in the car trying to hit the gas, get off the tracks. Train came down the tracks and uh, ran to the car. He jumped out immediately before he got killed in the car. The car smashed up. They got a picture of it up in a tree somewhere. Anyway, after the crash... The man tried to then steal a forklift, which was across the street at a fruit stand. What is up with this guy? Which he also vandalized. <laughs> now, when the Martin <laughs> County Sheriff caught up with the forklift, he was arrested after the forklift had uh, ran out of, what, they run off of propane or something like that. The Whatever. The tank in the back of it. Yeah. Okay. So he gets out, and now he's hitchhiking on the street. And here comes a deputy down in the area where the train already hit the car. He abandoned a forklift in the middle of the road, and now he's flagging down a car to give him a ride to continue to try to go get his car, and the sheriff deputy picks him up after all that. This guy just stupid? Stupid, crazy, drunk. Did they say his name? Because I'd like to put him on the kiss it list. No, he has no name on here. They said that, uh, thank goodness the people in the house weren't harmed when the car went crashing in their house after it was hit by the train. 
but they were startled and jolted. But uh, he say he's 38 years old. They don't give a name, but uh, he's. Uh, okay, I'm gonna just put him down as the car thief. He's on the kiss it list. And the forklift thief. Oh, forklift too. Yeah, he stole the forklift also. What an idiot! I don't know how far he thought he was gonna get with the damn forklift. <laughs> <laughs> it. I tell you what. Ooh, forklift car thief. Okay, got mm. it. All right, Kettle, what's your weirdness? <laughs> I don't think I can top that one. <laughs> Woo! Um, Go for it. What you got? This, this is in Ottawa, Ohio. A man upset over Canada's mask mandate. A man who wanted to join the protest in Canada's capital over mask mandates called in a bomb threat. So police would waste their time chasing it. Um, but um, he called the wrong Ottawa which is a village in Ohio. The man, a 20-year-old oh from Akron, Ohio, called the Putnam County Sheriff's Office twice Monday. Uh, that's what the um, captain said. The first time he made a bomb threat, and then in a second call, he said he had been shot. What? <laughs> that's when the man found out he was talking with someone in Ohio. He wasn't paying attention and just called the first number he found. He said he was um, mad about mask mandates. The sheriff's office said it would ask uh, the county prosecutor to consider charges against the man. He's just another a stupid old. So wait, <laughs> let me understand this. He was trying to call <laughs> Ottawa, Canada. Ottawa, Canada, to yes. Put a place uh-huh. a bomb threat. But he ended up calling Ottawa, Ohio? Ohio. No, he lives in Akron, Ohio. Now, don't you know you need to call another freaking area code? Oh, then he's just dense. So he, okay, so he made his bomb threat in Ottawa, Ohio, but he thought he was calling Ottawa, Canada. Correct. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah. And what's his name? Did you get his name? Because I'm putting him on the kissing list, too, for being stupid. There's no name. He's a 20-year-old man from Akron, Ohio. That's all Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll just put him as the Ottawa, Ohio man. <laughs> Bomb threat. Mm-hmm. How dumb can you be? Yeah. If you're not even Numb smart enough down. to know who you're calling when you're trying to place a bomb threat, you got a problem. Oh, boy, yep. oh, boy. He's the Bama of the week, week, week. Huh? <laughs> exactly. He's the idiot of the week. Okay. All right. Go. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back with, I'm just saying, with red wine. Mwah. And you're listening to the Pajama Party Show. You know how we do it. We'll be back on the other side of the break. Looking for a new cocktail to serve at your next dinner party? Trying to figure out what pairs well with your main entree? Then you need to visit the Cocktail of the Week archive at apajamaparty.com. We've got a list of all the cocktails we've featured on previous Pajama Party shows with recipes and pictures of the drinks. And believe me, we've had some good ones. And while you're on the website, visit the archives for previous shows. Just click on any date, and you can hear the shows again and again. We've got you covered at apajamaparty.com. And tell a friend. 
still thank you. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One, he was Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, we're going to go to Red Wine for a segment of uh, I'm Just Saying. But, uh, All right. Going on. Well, thank you, Papa Didi. Uh, tonight, I want to talk about uh, Joe Rogan. I don't know if people are familiar with him. He's a nutcase that's on Spotify. But uh, the controversy over Joe Rogan's repeated past use of the N-word on his podcast is really about more than just racist language or cancel culture, but it really speaks to deeper truths and his persistent lies. Now, Rogan, who was recently under fire earlier this year for being a conduit for misinformation, which I was talking about earlier, brandished by anti-vaxxers that come on his show, uh, he faced an immense backlash over a video compilation of him using the N-word, which he said was a compilation of stuff over the past 12 years. I don't think it was actually 12 years because he'd been mm-hmm. dropping N-word bombs Every more day. recent like than that. Mm-hmm. But that's what he claims. So now Rogan has apologized on this past Saturday and vowed that he's going to do better. And Daniel Eck, who's the chief executive of Spotify, which distributes Reagan, uh, Rogan's podcast, uh, and now that, this guy and, pay, Eck, and pays his ass. Yeah, Daniel Eck has invested one hundred million dollars to have that ownership of Spotify, according to the Wall Street Journal. Addressed the issue in a memo, saying that he found Rogan's words to be "quote unquote" incredibly hurtful and inconsistent with our company values, <coughs> excuse me, but he doesn't believe that silencing Mr. Rogan is the answer. I'm just saying, stop acting like you want to shut Rogan down because you don't. <coughs> Spotify, without detailing why, has already removed at least 100 episodes of Joe Rogan's show from their platform. Why do you think that was? They didn't disappear on their own. They removed, Spotify removed, 100 episodes <clears throat> from his, uh, from their platform. Now, conservatives who are out here defending Joe Rogan, they're all up in arms talking about free speech, free speech able to say whatever he wants to say they're full of crap because for one thing these are the same people who have mastered the art of legislative what I call legislative cancellation these are the people who get it behind laws these congress people let me say specifically congress people they pass laws that threaten to fire teachers that teach about black history which they try to say is uh, critical race theory. That's some bull crap. It's not critical race theory. It's black history, which is actually American history. But these are the people that try to get these teachers fired when they teach this kind of stuff because they're afraid it's going to make the white students and the white parents uncomfortable. 
I'm just saying, stop acting like you want to shut Joe Reagan up because you don't. This man's conspiracy theories, his cultural intolerance and blatant racism attracts millions, millions of avid listeners and corporate sponsors that are hungry to advertise all the crap that they want to sell to Joe Rogan's followers. And it doesn't matter how rude he is, how crude he is, how how misogynistic he is, how uh, untruthful he is. All of that doesn't seem to matter because the advertisers keep advertising and the listeners keep listening. And as a result, quite a few artists have withdrawn their music from uh, Spotify's platform. People like, uh, and I know there's been more than this, but India Irie, Joni Mitchell, and Neil Young, and there's been others. They said, if you want to let this man stay on your platform, I don't want to be on it. Now... Once Joe Rogan started apologizing for his past behavior, guess who piped in and had something to say? 45 Trump. He comes up on on a platform, podium, I don't know who he was talking to, but he gets up on the podium and starts saying, oh, and Joe Rogan needs to stop apologizing to the woke mob. I don't know who came up with this term woke mob, but that's what Trump says. Stop apologizing to the woke mob. It sounds to me like Trump has already co-signed Joe Rogan's behavior. So you can see that the problem with Joe Reagan, Joe, Rogan, Joe Rogan. Rogan, I keep saying Reagan, Joe Rogan goes much deeper than Joe Rogan. This whole situation is a virus. People like Trump, people like, uh, uh, what's his name in Florida, Ted Cruz, it's all these senators that jump on this bandwagon and try to act like, oh, I'm not like that, but you co-sign this kind of bull crap. People like Joe Rogan, y'all get behind this man and co-sign this kind of foolishness. Him getting on the air encouraging young people not to be vaccinated and downplaying the whole thing with the climate and having people come on his show who say negative things about climate change and all. Y'all get behind this, man, like it's nothing. So this is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, these people need to stop acting like they don't want to shut Joe Rogan down because, I mean, acting like they do want to shut him down because they don't. They're making money. He's making money for him, and they don't mind the stuff he says. Everybody's making money going to the bank cash and check so stop faking y'all know you like all this crazy stuff people are just as racist and all of the other stuff like him birds of a feather flop together that's what my mama taught me all right i'm done <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm so tired of the bull crap. Let's go straight to the bank. <laughs> All right, Papa Dini singing. Go straight to the bank. Straight to the bank. That's right. Everybody's, Everybody's getting paid. Down. They cash and check. They're saying, the oh, bank. he said such horrible things. Oh, my gosh. I don't listen to him. Oh, he's terrible. But y'all are right behind him, pumping him up, and these advertisers are pumping him up. You're full of crap. Anyway, all right, now I'm done again. 
Okay. <laughs> you, you, you want a soapbox? <laughs> what the hell? I'm, I'm stepping down off my soapbox. The okay. usher is giving All me the right. signal to step away. I'm stepping away. <laughs> step away. Okay. All right. All right. Knows. Living for the All city. Right. Papa Didi, what's happening in the city? Man, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Woo. Joe Rogan. Been knowing Joe Rogan for a long time. Friend of yours? No, nah, but he had mm-hmm. a show back in the day where people used to eat them bugs and stuff. Remember, uh, what was it called? The Incredible something? You remember his oh, show? Oh, was that Kettle? him? Kettle? Remember that show where people uh, came yeah. on there and they was eating, eating bugs and tarantulas oh, yeah. and all cool. that? That's cool, him. Cool. I didn't realize okay. that was the same. It was called The Incredible Whatever it was. I forgot what it was called, but, yeah, I know what you're talking anyway, about. Anyway, his show got canceled. He was broke for a while. On my job, I used to watch young white boys. I worked the midnight shift. So that's when you, if you keep your mouth shut and keep your ears open, you can see your white coworkers do a lot of shit. <laughs> and I've seen most of my coworkers on the job. Two, two three o'clock in the morning, they had their cell phones propped up. And Joe Rogan and a few other little clan leaders was just speaking in their headphones all night long. Mm. Now, that goes back ways. That shit, that goes back to maybe 2009, 12, 13 years ago. So Joe Rogan has built himself up, and then he got a job with Spotify making big money. But he only went to Spotify because the other boy is on Sirius, where he wouldn't stand a snowball chance up against which is uh, the one Howard Stern. Howard Stern's, exactly. Yeah. So Joe Rogan had to go somewhere where he can have his own little platform. Okay, just give you a little history on him. Now, let's get deep with this for a minute. Hold on to your hat. I'm about to take you for a fucking ride. Anyway, I told you before, Donald Trump runs all this. Don't think he don't. That's why he had to go to Florida and then go to New York, because New York is a blue state. He couldn't go back up there where I would be on the train going up uh, Metro North, riding right behind his building, Trump Towers. If you get the Metro North train going out to, you know, West New York out there, uh, different places like uh, White Plains and all that stuff, you'll get on a Metro North train out of Penn Station, you'll go right by Donald Trump's old building, Trump Towers. But Trump showed his ass so much in the White House that when he left the White House, he couldn't go back in New York no more. He had to take his ass to Florida, where all where most of your degenerates end up. You know, what's the boy that shot uh, Trayvon Martin, Zimmerman, all yeah, them jokers, all of most most of your degenerates end up here. Now I'm gonna make this quick here because we ain't got a lot of time now. What I'm saying is that Trump got 75 million people that voted for him in the last election. Now, if they all gave him $1 a month, it'd be $75 million a month. But they give him like $100 a month. Okay? So long as they keep supplying him money and they keep padding his pocket and believing in him, he's got to keep throwing out different excerpts. You cannot collect money from people and don't be some kind of voice. That's why Trump all all the time throws out his little voice. Yeah, we need to run. He's always contradictive shit because he wants to make the white, the, the ignorant white people happy 
and get a rise out of black people. That's why I tell black people, stop getting a rise. And that's why he says that Joe Rogan's talking to the white people, because that was a term amongst black people, stay woke. Mm-hmm. So Trump flipped it and said, stop apologizing to the woke black people, because he knows that the woke people, like your boy in the morning, Joe Madison, mm-hmm. and all that, they paying attention. And yeah. and that's he that's down woke mob. That's yeah, he called the mob. Yeah, the woke but they're woke. Mob. Woke meaning is Negroes paying attention. So Trump is saying for him to stop apologizing. But see, Trump is asses in the sling now because Pence called him out and said, "Motherfucker, I ain't with you." Because in 2024, I'm running for president. Okay, and Mitch yeah. McConnell got behind him hey. and said, "You know what? Hey, <laughs> I ain't going with Trump. Pence couldn't change it. So now." Mitch McConnell and Pence is against Trump right now, and he done called them both out this week. Yeah. Uh, Pence is a punk ass. Traitor. Mitch McConnell, he blah, blah, blah. But he's trying to hold on to the other people. And it's so sad because you can't win because good will always overtake evil. You know what I'm saying? Always overtake evil. But but like I said, I'm going to leave it alone because we'll see what happens. But don't worry about it. Like I said before. Trump's trying to run again in 2024, but he's waiting to see what's going to happen in November of this year with the midtown elections. That's why we got to goddamn vote for the 2022 midterm elections. Because that's going to be the springboard that Donald Trump is bouncing off of when he jumps his ass in that damn pool in 2024. So just be careful. Watch yourself. And uh, We'll take a break, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wrap up, or what are we going to do? Oh, uh, just take a, uh, a little short, little break. We'll take, mm-hmm. right. take a short little break. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll come back in Kettle and the Hollywood wrap-up on the Pajama Party Show. You're in tune to the Late Night Adult Pajama Party right here on Vlog Talk Radio. This is a production of DC Homegrown Entertainment. To share your opinion with the Pajama Party crew, call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. If you'd rather just listen in, you can still call us and listen on your phone, or you can listen online by going to our website, www.apajamaparty.com, and clicking the Listen banner in the top right corner. So join the conversation and let us know what you think about tonight's topics or whatever is on your mind. Okay, who turned the lights off? Call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Hi, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm Winnie Hills, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Let's go. Bonjour. All right. Ready to go out there? Yep. Come on, Papa. Hollywood. Let's go to Hollywood. What we got going on? All right. Got a lot going on. Haven't heard this name in a while. Leslie Odom, Jr. He has an old style. The 40-year-old. He looks good to be 40. Uh, he played in Hamilton, remember? He recently chatted mm-hmm. with People Magazine about his love oh, yeah. for all things fashion while sharing his excitement about his latest partnership with J. Crew for the spring 2022 campaign. All right, now. 
Okay. Ah. Yep. J-Crew's emphasis for the spring 2020 campaign is centered around the idea of using uh, surroundings to guide fashion choices. As a native New Yorker, Odom Jr., not only seeks inspiration from the city streets, but from his friends and fellow artists as well. Right. Kudos to him. Hey, get your money. Okay. I know that's right. Um, also, the new Snoop Doggy Dog. Days before his halftime performance at the Super Bowl, Snoop Dogg and his so-called spiritual advisor are being sued in Los Angeles Uh-oh. for allegedly sexual assault and battery of a woman who says she worked as an on-stage dancer for the rapper. Okay. The woman, um, uh, we're going to call her Jane Doe, in the complaint alleges that after attending a Snoop Dogg club date in Anaheim in May 2013, and here you coming out now, the rapper's associate, wow. Bishop uh, Don Magic Juan, offered her a ride home, but uh, that she was taken instead uh, to his home. Okay, the woman says in the suit that she was left feeling humiliated, terrified, and panicked. Okay. Mm. All right. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so they both being sued for sexual assault and sexual battery under the Trafficking Victims Protection Act. Never heard of that one, but, you know, they have all kinds of sorts of charges. So we're going to see where that goes. 2013 is 2022. Lady, get a, get a grip. Okay. Um, also, also in Hollywood News, John Legend. He first teamed up with Headspace um, and says, are you ready for John Legend to put you to sleep? He teamed up with Headspace. It's an app for practicing mindfulness in 2020. The first to launch Focus Music as a helpful resource in the midst of the pandemic's impact. The soundtrack's aim was to help ease users' stress and improve health and focus, um, you know, just focus great health. You know, good health. Interesting. Mm. All right. Legends, uh, two new sleep tools are Headspace Sleepcast that features his narration and an eight-hour sleep playlist curated by the by uh, the musician. Okay, so check that out on Headspace. Uh, or you okay. can check it out on YouTube, check out the commercial. He's laying there beside the fireplace in his pajamas, so real cute. <laughs> uh, I don't see anything wrong with it. Get, get that money. Get that cheese, legend. Um, also, uh, Eve, she's a mom. The rapper and actress 43 welcomed her first child, a son with a race car driver and entrepreneur husband, Maximilian Cooper, on February the 1st. She shared a big news on um, Instagram. Their son's name is, wait for it, Wild Wolf Fife Alexander Somers Cooper. Okay. You're going to need some acronyms okay. for that name. Yeah, right. really. All right. Her uh, uh, husband is also, um, he has, what, one, two, three, four other children? His ex-wife. Lotus, 19, Jagger, 18, Cash, 15, and Mini, 13. Wow, he was rolling. <laughs> so uh, she's a stepmom of uh, those kids as well. Interesting. 
Um, hey, are you ready for a brand new Murray J project and a memorable halftime show? I think we all are. I don't mind to see that over and over again, Papa Dee Dee. <laughs> the queen of uh, hip hop soul is set to release her 15th studio album, Good Morning Gorgeous. She released it tonight. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Um, she's going to go on the stage with Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, and Eminem. I can't wait to see Eminem. That's my boy, white boy rapper. Uh, okay. Uh-huh, yep. So um, you guys got to check out her, her, her new um, album. I mean, she got, she's got collaborations with Anderson Pac, Dave East, DJ Khaled, and also Usher. I said, all right, now. I heard a few snippets from it. I think my favorite is um, Good Morning Gorgeous. You hear that a lot on the radio. So they've been playing that quite a bit. Yeah, I did hear so, that. It's yeah. a nice song. Yeah. The uh, the um, trailer's pretty good, too, the um, video. Um, also, last but not least, Will Smith. He hosted a star-studded Bel Air drive-in premiere of, uh, you know, the Bel, Bel Air uh, premiere. His um, his executive producer on the project is going to be on Peacock, and also his um, uh, Westbrook Studios and Universal Television hosted the the Star Studded Drive-In Experience and Premiere Suiting. So um, uh, folks came out like um, Tatiana Ali and um, what was the butler's name? The butler that played on um, the, uh, Bel Air. He was there as well. Um, I, the character was Jeffrey. I don't know what his real name is. Right. So Tatiana Ali was there, Jeffrey. Um, uh, who else? Uh, the guy that um, DJ Jazzy Jeff, he was there on the ones and twos. They had a little DJ also. So. Um, also the mom, I forgot her name, the one that played um, Will Smith's mother. Um he plays Which one? Other the first on one? Oh, you said the mom, not the aunt. Right, right, the one that plays oh. his mom. Okay. Uh-huh. So she was there, Wendy Raquel Robinson. I'm not sure if she's in it or not. Uh, of course, his wife was there, his son was there, and uh, Dwayne Martin. So yeah, quite a bit of people hanging out, uh, checking it out. So I can't wait to see it. So it's supposed to be like a drama, not a comedy, but it's more of a drama. So. Right. That's the Hollywood wrap up. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was good information. Thank you, Kettle. All right, oh, Hollywood yeah. wrap up brought to you by DC Homegrown. Papa Didi, what is the kissing uh, list? Got to get it all in before we yeah, run out of time. Like, uh, kissing list is people to show their butt hiney over the last week or so. And let's start off with uh, 45, your boy. Oh, Jay. <laughs> Dan Snyder. <laughs> yeah. Got him too. Who else you got? Crazy joke in Florida that uh, wrecked a car and stole the fork. Right. I got Marjorie Taylor Greene. Always. She made a stupid comment about uh, Gaspacho when she was trying to say Gestapo. So she's stupid as usual. Ignorant. Don't like folks are straight. Uh, mm-hmm. The forklift, did you? Was that the person you said? Mm-hmm. Fork, okay, we got him. The Ottawa, Ohio man who tried to put a bomb threat in Ottawa, Canada, and he bomb threaded Ottawa, Ohio. He's stupid. 
uh, I've got Philly firefighters that were mocking an eight-year-old girl that was uh, that died. They they the firehouse ended up being shut down over that. Uh, FedEx for a black driver who was shot shot at by a father and a white father and son, and then when he mm. reported it, they uh, they being FedEx. I don't know what they did, but basically they put him on unpaid leave. And he told them he was shot at on his route by these two white people. They sent him right Mm -hmm. back on the same route again. So he ended up having to go get a lawyer to deal with the whole thing. And FedEx put him on unpaid leave. I'm like, FedEx, what's what's your issue? Mm -hmm. So I'm putting FedEx on the kiss it list. Okay. Uh, all those senators that jumped on that fake story about the Biden administration and crack pipes, that was not true. But Ted Cruz and that other senator from, I think it was Arkansas, and the black Republican person who commented on it, all of y'all are on the kiss it list. And Fox News Network for even reporting that stupid mess, y'all are on the kiss it list. Uh, anybody else? Yeah, I think you hit everybody. That's it? All right. Okay. That's well, it. we got something for everybody on the Kiss It list. And here Kiss it is. my entire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. You can just. Welcome back to John Party, one who's Papa Didi, me with a kettle. Hello. And red wine. I'm Swad, darling. And we're down to the last word. What's your last All word, right. Papa My Didi? last word is uh, be safe out there. Take care of yourself. We'll see you next week. Stay woke. All right. What's your last word, kettle? Um, let's stop these bomb threats and let's stop all this killing. Um, let's start loving one another. And go to the PTA meetings, like our caller said earlier. PTA meetings and community service, that's, that's what we need more of. That might bring about some love. That's my last word. Okay. And my last word is, if you see something that you know it looks crazy and sounds crazy and sounds like it's too, too true, it probably is. Fact check it before you dis- disseminate that information and share it around. Second opinion. Don't mm-hmm. spread lies. That's mm-hmm. my last word. All right. We're going to get right. on out of here. We thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. And uh, we're going to do it again next Friday night. Say goodnight, Papa D. Oh, good happy- night. Oh, go ahead, Kyle. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody as well. Happy right. Valentine's Day. All right, we're out.
Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.